0: 360 Recruiting Podcast, a podcast for OU recruitments, presented by Sooners360.com. Each and every week, we catch you up on the latest in OU recruiting, including offers, evaluations, schedules, opinions, and more. We hope you enjoy this week's Special. episode. welcome everybody to this special edition of the 360 recruiting podcast i'm your host matt from sooners 360 here with chris mason lead recruiting analyst at sooners 360 caleb cummings aka mr sooner 55 the film guru over at 360 and we're joined by a special guest tonight another member of 360 kyle Dahlgren. He attended the game today. He's going to give us some insight from inside the stadium. Uh, We're actually not going to do much recruiting talk tonight for this special episode. We will go over today's spring game, everybody's hot takes, instant reactions, etc. What we saw, what we didn't see, what we want to see, you know, these players work on over the summer, etc., So everybody, why don't we go around, Chris, we'll start with you. What was your kind of main takeaway from today's game?
1: I guess my main takeaway was that I thought the the front seven and the defense overall looked faster, deeper than it looked in previous years. Uh, And I was very encouraged by the level of play by the defensive line, uh this oh you seem to be running two units and we can talk about that a little bit but i was i was very encouraged by the play from the interior defensive line
0: guys that's a good start caleb what are what are your thoughts i know uh you caught at least the second half and, and maybe a bit of a rewatch of the first
2: yeah no so similar to uh Similar to Chris. And the thing that probably jumped off the most to me was uh the front seven, but so the speed difference between last year and this year. There were a couple of plays. There was one where they just ran a, you know, kind of a quick uh sweep to the outside. And I think it was uh the freshman from Denton, Ryan uh Hicks and watching P.J. disengage and then run him down pretty easily for like a three-yard loss. Little things like that. Trace Ford on the outside, too. There were just plays being made on the edge from an athleticism and speed standpoint that Oklahoma didn't have... There was nobody close to being able to do that last year. And they were just doing it real, you know, spring, real natural. So that was the thing that really jumped out to me uh, defensively, which is so front seven, uh, much, much more athletic, much faster. Uh, and then on the, on the offensive side, if I had to pick one thing, I actually, you know, particularly with, with Barnes being out, I thought the uh, the clear talent uh, at, at the running back position, you know, where – Last few years has been maybe one guy, you know, Kennedy. And, and Eric Gray wasn't a lot that year. Then last year was mostly Eric Gray. He only did get you know, a little over 500 yards from Barnes. I, I thought, you know, seeing the stable of backs, it was really good to know that, you know, Oklahoma's going, you know, four or five deep with really talented running backs. And, and they were without a couple today. So, yeah, running back and, and then front seven stuck out.
0: Dolly, what uh what stuck out to you from the stands?
3: Uh, It was cold. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'll say that just to give a shout out for our fans. It was, what was it around 55,000 or something was the final number. around yeah, um, right there. just kept trickling in even after the game started. Um, so I was kind of curious cause we got down there a little early and it was felt like a ghost town. I was a little worried that it was going to keep people away, but, uh, no, it was good in the stadium. Um, people were oohing and on all the you know, newbies, uh, especially like the big Peyton Bowen playing stuff. So you can hear a lot of buzz and excitement around the new guys, but uh, my own personal kind of things I noticed. Um, I mean, it's kind of a broken record what these guys are saying, it felt like even just off the hoof, like the defensive line just seemed so much bigger. Um, you know, it was just like, okay, like the replacements are here. We have the backup we need, especially in seeing like both in person. He's just a big dude. Um, and then, I don't know. I just felt like the safety position and we can get into it more a little bit later. But it's like. It felt so much if guys were breaking into that level that you're like crossing your fingers and just praying that somebody could get a get a tackle. It felt like they were super aggressive coming downhill, both returning guys and new guys. So It's like, OK, you know, there could be multiple levels of this defense to kind of help pick each other up, um, cover up any deficiencies and and just try to make that next step to get us back on the right path.
0: Well, I'm glad uh, kind of what we all saw on on TV, uh, you you kind of verified that it looked that way in person. Uh, For me, I I think the safeties, Kyle, you just touched on that. I think they looked much better. Uh, Pearson, I thought, fit in really well into this defense. Um, It it just seemed like everybody, their first step was a correct step. And it, it was very noticeable, even though, you know, it's spring game. We're not working on anything too serious right now, not really game planning. Right now, it's just, do these guys look athletic? Do they look like they kind of know what they're doing? And are they making plays? And I thought today the defense looked pretty good. Now, we'll get in the offensive line in a little bit, especially the second team offensive line. But all, all positives for me just on the surface for defense, especially after – Kind of some of the insider notes that we had been getting the past few weeks in spring camp, uh, I, I thought I was I was pretty pleasantly surprised by how it did look just passing the eye test.
1: Yeah, I think sideline to sideline, the defense just looked it looked really good, right? I mean, there were a lot of sort of mis- there's sort of a lot of misdirection kind of plays, end around stuff, and there was nothing there. Um, so I, so I thought that just overall on the hoof the defense sideline to sideline looked as good as I could recall it looking in a while.
3: Yeah, it just felt like they're aggressive. I mean, you know, like the number of like batted balls today from either defensive line or um, stuff getting out wide, it just felt like there were a lot of, you know, hands and passing lanes and just that overall kind of aggressive nature that I feel like has been missing. And, you know, we, we can say all this and people, you know, will make comments like, yeah, the defense should be ahead in the spring because. You know, they're used to it. They've seen it. It's your own team. But, like, at least we're seeing it. I think we've had plenty of years where the offense looks like they go up and down the field over the last decade of sooner football. So I'll at least take some aggressiveness and uh, them winning on multiple series.
1: Was there one player that you guys were surprised about, one pleasantly surprised, either offense or defense, someone we hadn't maybe mentioned on our pod or just one guy you're like, wow, he looks – I hadn't thought about him. He looked. He looked better than I thought he was going to be.
2: Yeah. So, so for me, the guy that, I mean, he kind of summed up someone that I, I kind of, I continually forget about and I don't know why uh, is Grayson Halton, right? Maybe it's because he's making that move interior and he's a bit of a tweener. Uh, he's actually a really good representation. He and Jonah Loulou, just how much more athletic they are. Two guys that played defensive end last year. And now that, that, they're playing inside, you know, you see uh, an added, some athleticism, but uh, yeah, I noticed that right. When, when they were running like heavy outside zone, trying to get to the outside trying to get to the corner, even from his defensive tackle position, you could see him, you know, chasing down the line. Uh, I felt like in the second half, and I kind of noticed it last year, Brent does more uh, um, twists up front that I kind of remembered him doing when he was in Norman previously. And really then I, Maybe then I remember watching at Clemson, although when you watch some stuff back, you do see Barisi doing that a lot. So maybe it's something as he got more athletic guys he really likes to do. But in, in today, yeah, when they run those stunts inside or those twists rather inside, it looked like Halton. He's just, you know, sometimes the interior defensive offensive
1: linemen look like they were
2: were struggling uh to get moving laterally because he's really he's an athletic guy inside. So yeah, he jumped out.
1: Uh, was there somebody who you were, a little, you were pleasantly surprised about, either offense or defense based upon the spring, that you were kind of like, oh, who's that guy? I need to look his number up again or something along those lines. Well,
3: um, I mean, I'd even just say the Son McCullough. I mean, it's like we've all heard the reports and we were super stoked about it. But, you know, we, we've heard various things about is he, you know, a little over his skis at Cheetah, um, you know, is maybe a more true linebacker position, a better fit for him. I didn't think he looked terrible in space. Um, You know, obviously you're not going to want him, you know, running deep against tiny slot guys all the time or something like that. But, you know, even the first play of the game, they tried the little trickery and um, he comes flying up in his tube's face and knocks the pass down um, because there were guys wide open on that bus. I think Bowen was on the back end supposed to be covering. But it just felt like, you know, he was – Fluid. I know Barry will probably grill me on this that he's he's not as fluid <laughs> as he wants out there. But uh Well Barry's not it was, here, so his opinion yeah, doesn't count. So yeah, go ahead. Lost. So uh yeah, I mean I just I felt like, you know, that's what we were looking for. Um, you know, made the the best of what we had with Deshaun White last year, but he's just like a big athletic guy that position, moving around really well. Um, so it's just like he, he's another example of just like more and more bodies in depth at these positions where it's like, sure, by the time we get to fall, let the best man win. Uh, but we'll actually have options instead of being like, Oh, okay. Nope. Nobody else to turn to. <laughs> um, yeah. But on that note, I mentioned Bowen too. I mean, ha- w- what a great first impression. I know he missed some time. I didn't know how well he'd look today, but it's like between the pick, his aggressiveness. I mean, he had one where I think it was Tali Walker came up and he was like one-on-one with a big back. And he just, you know, broke down, stayed square. And he tried to cut back inside of him. And he just, you know, planted him in the turf. And it's just like, okay, he's taken on a, you know, what, 220-pound back, one-on-one. And it's just like, this kid's going to get a lot of snaps this fall.
1: Matt, do you have somebody in mind in terms of someone who just sort of surprised you or someone who flashed who you were you were like, oh, that's not, on the, like, that's not anybody on, on my list of guys I thought I would be watching?
0: Well, I I think, uh, you know, you saw Dalen Smothers get a really good run. That was nice to see. Um, You know, you guys mentioned some of the younger guys. I'm going to kind of go off key a little bit and say, I I really liked what I saw from Tyler Guyton today. I think uh, he's kind of been, you know, nobody's forgetting about him. Everybody's got him penciled in. So I think a lot of people aren't really talking about him. And I thought today, uh, he handled everything very well. He looks very trim for a, he's listed at a 316 pounds. Uh, I thought he looked uh, physical. I thought he looked athletic. He pulled a couple times and um, you know, if if you got him on DG's blind side, I think it's a set it and forget it. And, and I really liked what I saw out of him today.
1: Mm-mm. The one guy I noticed and I, I kind of thought maybe he could even be looking at like a weird red shirt. You're not playing that much based upon the lack of comments was I thought Davion Sears really flashed. I was like, Whoa, um, you know, with a, with a good summer, he could be a real force at defensive tackle.
0: Yeah. Barry mentioned on his, uh, his sack that he had that he got credited with how he got real skinny in the line. Uh, and got through there and made the play, and it wasn't a, a cheap sack like some of these were today. It was a legitimate bust through the line, break down the pocket, and sack the quarterback. So yeah, I thought I thought he looked really good, especially on that play.
1: I mean, he fills yeah. out the the his ninety the ninety six jersey well. He looks like a real defensive tackle. So um, yeah. he was He's- the one guy that I was like, oh okay, there we're kind of ignoring his name, but I think that could be, that could be a, you know, the class I'll throw out as many cliches as possible. That's the sort of diamond in the rough that maybe Todd Bates with some work over the summer and in August, you know, he could be a factor. He could be a factor in the D line.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really good point. He'd be, he's a guy that, I mean, you summed it up. I think he just needs to get with Bates and, and work, uh, you know, a lot of time on probably block rack and, and and playing the run. I really liked all of Bates' comments he had is it, is this week. I think it was last week when he was really breaking down his room. You saw him when he talked about Sears. And it's the same thing you see on some of his stuff. He flashes because he's really – he can be like super explosive up the field, you know, uh, and just get, get half of a guard. And and really, you know, he's won at that point.
1: So, man, if
2: they can just get if they can just get all those flash plays out of him this year, I think it's a win. All
1: right. Well, it's that's interesting. That's, that's the positive. Sorry, that's the positive side of surprise. Other than the second team O line, you know, not to be all, uh, super negative, but what were you sort of disappointed with? And we'll start with Matt. Matt, what was what was your number one disappointment?
0: I think, uh, and not to bag on him, I just I he he's probably just not a good fit for this defense is uh, the former transfer Key Lawrence. I thought, uh, you know, this was a big spring for him. uh, we really needed to see him come on strong. we We've heard the coaches do like his potential, but I think today, seeing Reggie Pearson seeing Peyton Bowen see the way they played, we know what Billy Bowman can do. I, I just think those, those other three guys passed the eye test way better than Lawrence did today. Uh, and again, it's, it's hard to really take away from the spring game. A lot of position battles like that, but there were a few plays. He still looked lost. Uh, I think one of those wheel route touchdowns uh, was his blown coverage. I'll have to look at it again, but at first glance, I thought it was, is his assignment that he blew. So. I I think I'm going to go with key Lawrence. Unfortunately, I, I I like his potential too, but he just might not be a fit.
1: Kyle, was there something, you know, that, that you sort of one player, you're like, wow, I kind of, I kind of thought we were going to see a better showing from him. You haven't, Yeah.
3: I'll, I'll probably say Andre Anthony. Um, you know, I know he tried to go over the top in the wind, um, definitely got that one considering it looked like he tried to throw it into the upper deck. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It was like was he involved beyond that play versus Bowen? I mean, I just expected to see his speed somewhere. Um, you know, I, I just felt like I, you didn't even know he was on the field unless you were looking for him. So that was pretty disappointing for me.
1: Caleb, do you have a do you have a name of someone that you were kind of hoping we, you'd see a little bit more of today or better yeah. of today?
2: Yeah, no, for me it was uh it's Nick Anderson. And uh I just don't think he I don't think he did anything today. Uh, I don't know if he had any catches, any stats. Whatsoever. Was, he,
3: was he even dressed out? Did he play?
2: And that's it, right? That, I like, was going
3: to ask the same thing. I thought I he mean, was actually held out. So see, I think he was held out. out.
2: And, that's, and that's like, that pretty much sums it up. You know, okay. ever since the guy's have been on campus, it's been, hey, we absolutely love this guy. He's futures. He's just a monster. He's a stud. He's just, you know, he's going to be so good. And then, know that old saying right your best trade is your availability and it seems that he's when it comes time to play the game of football he's just never available uh you know and i've said this on the on on the board before like if if you told me that i think everyone thinks wide receiver is a concern and it is but if you told me going at the end of the year hey uh you know anthony uh freeman Farouk and Anderson are all going to like reach their potential. They're all going to be, that's what they'll do this year. Right. Or they'll all be on that track and they'll all be healthy the entire year. I would say Oklahoma's got a great receiving core. I, but I think, I think uh, Nick Anderson's a big part of that. And it, it just seems like, you know, you're always left hoping that he'll be able to play, let alone impact it when he does.
1: Yeah, I think the name for me, I'll I'll go ahead and choose the, since we're on the wide receiver position. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be Jaden Gibson. I mean, the kid had this fantastic interview Wednesday. We were all like, Oh man, he's growing up, he's getting it. And then, and then it's like, you know, we've already got a horrible image on our message board, right. Of, of, uh, someone, uh, some meme of uh, Jaden Gibson without hands trying to use a phone. Um, uh that someone's posted it's just it's um it, it, you know the the two-point drop was just you know there was that the it was so i mean there was a chance for the the game to end on such a high note and then it was like and then it was like you know it was like pat you know i was just waiting for the the pac-man sound you know when he gets squelched by inky or blinky to to play in the yeah. background or the the you know the price is right you know, the sound when you lose Plinko or whatever that the uh, price is right sound yeah. when you lose the game. I was just kind to of explain that to like play over, play over the PA at the game yeah. and, and on the broadcast from Keith Jackson and, and Toby. I was just like, because he just looks so good on the hoof. It's just like, it just looks like it should work, right? It should, it should be awesome. And it's just, mm-hmm. and it just went square. It just went, you know, it's like Wiley e. Coyote. But, you know, throw every analogy in here, you know, just lit the Acme rocket and it just blew up and he went spinning in circles. It's just. I, I I hope, you know, I hope this isn't like crushing for him um, that he can sort of rebound for this, but it, it, it wouldn't shock me that maybe, you know, this, this, this didn't turn into kind of a negative for him. Emmett Jones is Emmett Jones has some sports psychology to do with 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 Jaden gibson after today yeah
3: that's what i was wondering that like how much was in yeah. his head after that first one you know and it was tough and kind of behind him you know on a little bit of a broken down play and it, god the throw just kind of reminded me of one of those dg throws from the west virginia game where it's like a guy's coming across at like a 45 degree angle and instead of just like getting it up in the air out in float front it, of him and just letting bit. him run under it i mean there was nobody behind him just get it up he just tries to throw this dart that is, you know, at his knees kind of behind him at a six, five receiver. And so he tries to go low, you know, bounced off his chest or whatever, but it was like, you know, his confidence is just killed at that point, but it's like, you can't be, you know, that weak mentally to not be able to make the next catch. I mean, we need a big guy like that. And hopefully Emmett Jones is that answer. Cause he's done it with, you know, lots of, less talented kids, you know, recruiting ranking wise and turn them into pretty good guys. So we'll see. It'll be a big summer for him.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so on Eddie's so let's just get to the quarterback part of this, right? We will yep. the story. So how did you think Dylan Gabriel looked today? Matt, I'll start with you because you're at the top, or at least the top of my list, the top of my view.
0: Uh I think it was Honestly, just more of the same. I mean, I think at this point the that game and again, it's spring. It's it's really tough to to parse out and and say, "Hey, he should have done this, should have done that." We don't really know what they were calling or anything like that. Super vanilla. It's still more of the same. The accuracy issues on certain plays, especially the broken down play Kyle you just talked about the Gibson drop. Um, you know, it's it's hard to put that on one or the other. I think they were both kind of at fault. Maybe Gibson should have picked up that catch. Um, I know a couple of guys on the board thought that. Uh, but it was also underthrown uh pretty badly in in my estimation. There was uh the the throwaway, if you want to call it a throwaway in the end zone on the fourth down. Uh he he airmailed L V Bunkley Shelton. Um, there was another uh I think it was another L V Bunkley Shelton uh route to the right um where simple him. simple
1: move the downs pickup like mid game mid-range so move the change pickup
0: i mean on one hand you've got uh, a veteran uh he's been in this offense for a couple years i think he has the trust of the players uh i think he has some trust from the coaches but at the same time those are mistakes that you should not be making in your fourth year of playing. And it, it, it would make me nervous going into the season, you know, writing him to try to win a conference championship. And I mentioned this on the board. I don't know if that's exactly what OU needs or is striving for this year, but if it is, and he's your quarterback, I'm a little nervous about that because I'm not sure he can go out there and win you a game.
1: Okay, Kyle, um, I know you saw primarily you're catching up on the second half. Um, what did you What did you think of Dylan Gabriel in the first half?
3: Yeah, I think he said it well, kind of more of the same. I mean, like even kind of doing some of this rewatch now, it just feels like this is success he had. He's going to his left. He's using that side of the field. You know, we knew about, we kind of dug in at the end of last year, discrepancies between you know the right side of the field versus the left side of the field and his success rates there Um, it just felt like he's you know wanting to use the left side you know stuff outside the hashes and maybe that's the offense as well but I don't know it you're hoping that you know a getting the you know kind of one team first team offense together um would would help some of that instead of the old way of drafting up a team and you've got to you know split up offensive line and wide receiver unit it's like I don't know you just kind of expect them to come out especially um we were kind of talking beforehand it seemed like the first couple drives the most of the defense looked like kind of the second unit so you know come on man step up and 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 build some drives on, on that unit um so I don't know. I, I've i made my opinion known on the board. His his QBR all four years of college is within like plus or minus a point of each other. Like he he just is what he is. Um, and so if we want to win, you know, double digit games again in the Big 12, I think it's really just going to come down to the run game supporting him and the defense supporting him. Like, I, I, I don't think we can sit here and be expecting him to make some sort of leap that he's never really shown is potentially in the cards. Okay. Caleb. And I don't want to say, like, he's terrible. It's just, he, I think it's more of the same.
1: Well, I mean, the problem is,
3: <laughs> is
1: you know, Caleb I'll, Caleb, I'll let you go. What did, what did yeah, you think? Yeah, did, did you What did you think?
3: Uh,
2: ditto on Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he summed it up so perfectly. Yeah. Uh, I, I said this on the board. We were, we were chatting, right, and, and Soup had, we're talking about it. And to me, like, it's it's DG's a point guard, like a Stockton type point guard, right? Gonna have 10 points a game, 12 points a game. You mean like, a
1: Hall of Famer? You, well, I I mean, John I Stockton mean, should be embarrassed I mean, right now.
2: Come on, you know, now, Caleb. in the sense that, like, John <laughs> Stockton's just, greatness. Well, I just mean the sense that, like, John Stockton's like ability to be in the Hall of Fame was dependent <laughs> upon all the players around him. Because he wasn't going to be a guy that was going to go make a play himself. He wasn't going to put a team on his back. Like, if you got open, okay, you got the ball, right? Like, John Stockton was great because he played with Carl Malone, right? Like, Steph Curry's great because Steph Curry is great. And I think that's kind of what I I mean there, right? Yeah, you guys. I mean, he's not. Yeah, not gonna be hall of famer.
3: Hey, now you're talking about the man that was first in the NBA history in steals. Okay, let's let's <laughs> put some respect on John Stockton's name. Okay, I'm kind of embarrassed for the man right now. EG. But, you, know,
2: but, you, but you, you, you kind of get what I'm saying, right? Like to me, uh, like it's like that's a, what.
1: I mean, it's a wide range. You could have gone Bijan Cortez and John Stockton. There's a lot of point guards in between. You could have chosen. It, no,
2: no, no. I didn't know Bijan Cortez. I said Steph Curry. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I
1: between John Stockton, like you know, uh, John well, Stockton's well, a hall of famer, but all right, it, right. But this look, is an look, this is an I'll, NBA chat. So, exactly. right, so your, I'll, point, your point, I'll put it this way. your point's well I, I, made. I, let's put it this okay. way. I went
2: to one, I've been to one NBA game in my life, Staples Center, <laughs> when Kobe was playing, and I fell asleep. And I mean, and I woke up just in time <laughs> to go to the restroom and run into like, let's say run into 10 feet from uh, Jack Nick, Nick. not Jack Nicholson. I was like, hey, this is great.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so all right yeah okay. all right. he NBA he, comparisons his, will yeah. will take off your uh, what off he, your off your off your ledger there okay yeah. all right.
2: so what he does is dependent upon everybody else around him okay like, to the to the 18th degree right so like all those receivers we mentioned if Gavin Freeman's the type of guy that he can dump it off to and it's third and six and he can hit him on a you know three yard like a quick curl and Gavin Freeman breaks it loose and he makes that play right great but in third and six and you've got to have him, you know, hit his back foot and drive a ball between two defenders against Texas, to continue the drive, it's not going to happen, right? You know, third and and eight, third and nine, you've got to have a play to continue the drive. And you get pressure, he's not going to escape the pressure and pick it up with his feet or get that first down, right? So it's – Kyle nailed it. Like, it's going to come down to the run game, just, you know, controlling – things, dictating coverage, trying to make it easy on him where he can hit those deep shots, and then it's going to come down to the defense, holding people. And then if Oklahoma, when Oklahoma gets out in front, having guys like P.J., R. Mason Thomas, Trace Ford, and Bothroyd, and Desaun probably, having those guys be able to close out games and rush the passer to end it, but they couldn't do it last year, right? And, and Waluulu and, and all those guys inside. that that, that's what it comes down to. And I will say this, I was trying to struggle for like the, where I guess I worry for DG and Kyle, you, you brought up the West Virginia game. That's one that jumps in my mind because you see it every year in college football, whether it's Oklahoma or Georgia, right. You know, Georgia goes to Missouri and they struggle and they've got to have, somebody's got to make a play for them to come out and win this. And, And I think that's, I wonder, I don't know, I, I haven't been on the side of like DG's in trouble. I do worry Oklahoma against against someone, you know, like UCF, right? And on the road, unless say UCF has a, you know, has a, is, is playing out of mind and they need someone to make a play and yeah, it's middle of the season. I mean, I just wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked. It's cold, if it's,
1: it's cold and snowy and Provo. Yeah. And he can't drive the ball. He can't drive the ball all game. So, yeah.
2: When he, when Kyle brought up West Virginia, like I just had a, it, I just had like a, a stark flashback to the lack of trust that all of the coaches had and even letting him try to intent passes effectively in a game that they just needed to close out and win. They just said, Hey, we can't trust you to really do any, we can't even trust you really to just be at the point guard. We need you to be. So we're going to pull back here. Uh, so he's maybe more limited in, in hindsight than maybe, you know, That even John Stockton was.
0: Remember in that game, he, it was, I think it was the third quarter. We were going right to left and it was just a, it was basically a pop pass, nine yards downfield. Yeah. It would have been a touchdown. Yeah. And he missed it. It was the easiest throw he could have made all game. And then from there on out, I don't know if they called anything to the right side of the field at all. That makes, I mean, it, it makes me nervous. That's a, you know, like Chris, like you said, BYU late November, or even Kansas last season when it was a, a dogfight the whole game, and he had that bad fumble. Um, just I, I, I'm nervous if if DG is if you're relying on DG to win you games to make it to a Big Twelve championship.
1: So yeah. what I was concerned was number one, we didn't see any middle of the middle of the field passing again. Not hitting anybody, it's all it's all sidelines, right? Pretty much, the the, yeah. the mid the most middle of the field pass he overthrew Shelton. Um, really, kind of. Um
3: yeah, I can't, I don't recall anything in the
1: middle. And that's another concern, right? Teams just because teams can, um, you know, they obviously are picking up on that. And then again, you know, it's he's a seven point five out of ten quarterback, right? Maybe eight. And does this team need a 10 quarterback to get to to get to a Big 12 championship? I don't know. We certainly didn't sh- show elite offensive line play that would tell you that we're just going to be able to give the ball to the Barnes, Sawchuck, Smothers, Hicks, and maybe Marcus Major and, and run for 400 yards every game. Um, so, you know, the wide receiver core isn't just so talent laden that it, it could make him look good. He can make it look, you know, fantastic. The defense looks improved. I'll give him that. That's certainly a possibility. But, you know, it just looks like, you know, he's he's maxed out. He should look better, right? He should. He just should look better. He just doesn't look better. Um, and that's going to lead me to the other, to the last quarterback topic. So, to me, it sort of seemed like we were getting a very boring meal in the spring game of so the same thing over and over again, kind of, kind of very, ger- you know, bland, generic. And then all of a sudden at the very end of the spring game, it's like Brent Venables, like told his sous chef. I wanted you to whip up an amazing Michelin star, you know, a mousse bouche dessert appetizer bite for the fans to leave everybody wanting more. And he unleashed Jackson Arnold. So what do we think of the last drive of the game, Kyle? Have you had a chance to watch it yet?
3: No, I'm I'm not there yet. Um, I was right. going ahead and rewatching the first half, so all I'll right. let well, you guys speak to it.
1: All right. Well, so Matt, what? So I'll switch it up, Caleb. What do you think about the 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 JA final final appetizer we got?
2: That is part of why I concern that that he may be a bit of a nail in the coffin for for DG even by 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 mid to late season. I think it kind of spoke to what we just chatted on, right? You throw him out there at the first team offense, even though you're playing a what would probably normally be the third or fourth string uh, left tackle, a kid that should still be in high school, right? Uh, and you know, you're you're without your, you know, Walter Rouse, who's you know, fan, uh, really good, really good player. So I thought Barry talks about this a lot, you know, where he thinks in. It's hard to argue when you watch the game back live again that that Dylan struggles with just his footwork and his feeling inside the pocket, like feeling where pressure, knowing where it's coming, just and feeling comfortable inside the pocket. And I think – I personally think a lot of that comes from he understands his limits. And so he knows, like, hey, that edge guy breaks loose. I don't have the ability to really get away from this guy and go make a play. Right? So there's some anxiety in the pocket and I thought when you watched Jackson with the first team offense, there's not because I think he also understands his ability and he knows I can avoid with my feet and, and, you know, and work somebody open and uh, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think the thing that's probably good determine whether or not Jackson takes it. Cause to me, if that could be indicative of he's just going to be a better playmaker He can do things where Dylan needs everything on schedule, others, everything right to do his for it to work. You know, Jackson can – it can be wrong and he can make it right. Uh, You know, maybe it comes down to if he doesn't turn the ball over as they go through fall camp and he shows, hey, not only can I do that, but I'm also not going to turn it over. I think that's Dylan's biggest uh, attribute is he doesn't really turn it over. But I thought it was – it spoke to just, you know, his ability, arm talent, his comfortability in the pocket. He, you know, he, it I'd be, I don't know, it's its a spring game, so all the hyperbole of, oh, Dylan should worry. I think Dylan knows he should probably be a little bit concerned because Jackson's clearly talented.
0: Matt, what did you think? Well, K- Caleb, you, you kind of touched on this last week when we were kind of wrapping up our recruiting podcast, talking about, you know, what we really wanted to see this weekend. And, and I think you nailed it, and it, it came true. You you were looking for the eye test on Arnold. Is the talent there? Does the ball snap off of his hands? Does he throw from a good base? Just eye test wise, I thought he looked every bit the five-star all-world quarterback. We thought he was coming out of high school. Again, spring game, it's, it's hard to get too uh, tied up in it, but eye test, I thought he looked he looked great, especially on that last drive. Uh, It was a little worrisome before that, but I think everybody knew that offensive line was not doing him any favors whatsoever. There was nothing he could do before that. He busted that one long run that, you know, maybe he would have been tackled. Maybe in a game, he would have broken those tackles. We don't really know, but he looked good on that play too, moving uh, his feet, getting downfield. So, you know, I rag on DG a lot. I know that uh, self-admitted DG, I guess not a fan, but I. it's going to be tough, I think. And I think that Gabriel has his work cut out for him in the fall to prove that he shouldn't give up the job. And I think that's where we're at already. Um, I'm probably projecting a little bit into the future there, just kind of hoping that somebody else can make those plays that I'm worried about with DG, but I, I don't know. I think fall camp will be doing, and I'm I'm curious to see what we hear throughout fall camp.
3: I just, I'll just chime in. I mean, I don't think, I'm afraid this is going to be one of those staffs that we're going to have to take a loss or two before they'd ever make a move (laughs) Uh, or, you know, the, what Wait. even the last time we got in this, what it's a 28 to three ball game, you know, so it's, you're essentially staring down a loss, you know, something of that that ilk to be like, okay, you know, there's no reason not to try something at this point. Um, although it is interesting. I just, I fast forward, I just went ahead and watched that drive just now. And it's funny how like I get to eat my own words to D-Mac's point that, uh, you know, it's funny how quarterbacks can make guys look different also. sudden, I've seen like more plays by Andre Anthony in like this drive <laughs> than I saw the entire first half. Yeah, like, when you, when a, you mentioned also, Anthony, I was like, yeah.
1: he looked better oh, actually on the, on the, on the yeah. game winning drive. He looked pretty damn oh, good. Also, um,
3: yeah. He's like behind the defense and drawing a deep pass interference. And then has a nice like little 12 yard out that he catches. It's like, Oh, there he is. Uh, so maybe maybe it goes into this conversation a little bit where wide receivers suddenly look a little bit better. Uh, so I don't know. And that ball to Freeman is just, I mean, do, does anybody beautiful. think that DG makes that throw? Like, seriously?
0: No. No, <laughs> no it's funny. He gets, it, it, gets, funny it, picked he he gets it picked off. It's,
3: he gets it, it's picked off. Yeah, it's it's between behind, the hashes.
1: It's behind Freeman. and Over
3: a backer. It, it, or yeah. a safety yeah. or, you know, I couldn't see who was dropping, but you know, it's over defender, not too high that Freeman has to go up and get it. It's in the middle of the field. I mean, with that, anticipation, completely missing. Yeah. With anticipation. If well you played. go to
2: Barry's uh, Twitter, he actually did two really good screenshots. One yeah. where Jackson's getting ready to release it. And you see Freeman hasn't, has not broke yet. He has not yep. broken that, po- you know, the, the post or the, the slant in, and then, where the ball's placed, because I didn't realize how good of a coverage Peyton Bowen had. He did. Like he was. He was on his hip. It was just a great ball. It was just yeah. Uh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So the. So I, I will say I this, my... Kyle. Like it, one thing on the, the thing I do, I'm interested with, with when you mentioned like, is this a staff that we need to take a loss before they did something, and I where I think I I I feel. Maybe better about than with with uh, what's his name than with Riley, right? <laughs> Is the fact that uh, Clemson, when BV was the DC there, went through that with Kelly Bryant being the returning starting quarterback. They'd gone to the playoffs with they'd lost in the, in the they got you know just really beat badly by alabama that year
1: and ohio and ohio state right too they struggled against ohio state too i
2: thought no they they the next year with trevor lawrence they shut
1: ohio state out and that's whenever uh urban Myers like i'm oh yeah 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 yeah, i'm fired my offensive coordinator sorry i got my wrong offensive mm, uh uh, Uh, problems down
2: yeah no but you look back on that like right and it was you know kelly bryant uh takes over to sean watson uh, takes Clemson to the playoff. They get beat by Alabama, and they may have got shut out in that game. I can't recall. They sign That's Trevor like Lawrence. three points,
3: I think, like twenty four three. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. And then Something they sign like Trevor Lawrence. And right. Then Trevor Lawrence comes in and he splits reps with Kelly Bryant. You know, or he plays in the you know first half of the year, and then he takes over and he's the starter kind of like midway through. And I, I just wonder like you know Brent leans on on Dabo and all the you know his those guys so much I, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like hey him going through that experience and him having the ability to pick up the phone and, and ask Dabo like what do you think and Dabo being able to go like hey this is do this this is why I did it this is why you should do it, it gives me hope that I don't want it sounds terrible the <laughs> hope that they'll bench Dylan because I don't want them to in that sense I'd rather him just play great but uh, mm-hmm. you know I, if Jackson's that guy
1: So putting on my aluminum cap and conspiracy hat, I thought it was, I thought it's psychologically interesting and sort of team chemistry interesting that the game's on the line. Brent's pretty much saying this drives deciding the game. And he put Jackson Arnold back in and gave him the first team offense to work with. Like, hey kid, I've humbled you the rest of spring. I showed you what it's like. I showed you what adversity is like. Now go win me the football game.
3: Yeah, so it's interesting
1: because I, I mean, because you know he he didn't have to play JA anymore. He could have just said, "Hey, you've had your reps. I'm going to give the other guys some reps. It's just a spring game, whatever." But he's like, "No, game's on the line. Fifty thousand people in this. Well, at that point, you're probably like forty thousand
3: people left in the stands.
1: Um, uh, that's
3: probably being generous. People, generous, were maybe twenty-five thousand
1: after the <laughs> Kyler
3: Prince. Twenty-five. Let's just say, yeah, it's a real crowd." Just like Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, hey, it's is a, is a real crowd. You, you take the six and four year old next time.
1: All right. <laughs> no thanks. So there's a real crowd, right? You know, go take the ball and go win the game. And he did that. I mean, we ignored the Gibson drop, right? Because you kick an extra point, and yep. generally speaking, and you'd win the game. So he just drove the field. I mean, Gibson should have caught a touchdown pass before the play to the great play to Freeman. Um, realistically but I just psychologically that's like I think Brent's kind of saying all right all right kid I I gave you nothing but adversity to start now I'm going to give you a chance to go to ignore all that put that aside go win the damn game and he did so that's my that's my official conspiracy theory hat in terms of what that might mean for this might mean for the quarterback battle this fall. So,
2: so do you do you put any any extra stock in? And I hate to be, I'm gonna sound like just a complete jerk here. That Oklahoma lost five was it five games? No, no, no. They lost six games. What was it? Five games last year by single digits, basically one drive mm-hmm. because they yeah, lacked the ability yeah. to go down yeah. and get it, and they lacked the ability to close it out. It was really both those things combined, yes, right? Yes, yes. So do you do you look <laughs> at that? Do you look at what Jackson did there and Brent going to him and be like, Ugh. maybe even give it more weight to say like, it's interesting that the one thing they lacked last year offensively or one of those things that they lacked a lot, but one of the critical things they at least tested to see if they had it in Jackson, and he showed that he did.
1: Yeah, I think, again, who knows how this battle will go in the fall, right? I mean, and, and what – if it can, if we, um, if we continue hearing great things about Jackson, Arnold, um, what, you know, what do you do with the first couple of games where you could legitimately do a little bit of what Jim Harbaugh did, right? I mean, Harbaugh switched quarterbacks, right? He's his, the guy who started for him last year, the previous year was doing a, you know, was a perfectly functional quarterback, right? But the guy he put in ahead of him is more athletic, makes more plays. So, do you does does you know does Brent give Jackson Arnold like you know a quarter with the ones in one of the first couple of games to say hey go 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 show me what you go show me what you got um, but it's so, all right so I, I need to spin this around to recruiting for just one minute all right we've seen the spring game Matt who's the number one and you can you get first dibs of this because you're my co-host so that, that's why you get first dibs. Who's the number one June arriving freshman that you are most excited to see based upon the spring game?
0: Oh boy. Um I think it's funny earlier we kind of talked a little bit about some of the wide receivers and and maybe you know why didn't Anderson play today and why didn't we see a little bit more out of Anthony which Kyle I think we we kind of answered a little bit of that later but <laughs> you know yeah, you're right it. about early in the game i mean he was yeah. kind of there was that one uh deep throw to him that uh he didn't really fight bowen too hard on but i don't i don't think that was really anthony's fault that much but uh jacquase pedaway um i think he instantly adds something to this offense that we might not really have he, he's super dynamic he's he, what did he run the other day uh chris 10-4 10-4 Yep. Um personal you know, personal best for him.
3: Well uh, he broke it. Didn't he run like a 1029 like this week or something like that? A new that's, PR. That's that was Caden, Caden Durham. Durham. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. The, the, yeah. So yeah so much way, tracks, up there.
1: So much track yeah, speed. I love it. I love being it. Being recruited or or but signed by
0: a Brennan, so. Brennan Thompson, 10, 10 Yeah, okay, 10, well, I, I didn't, two, didn't two, even 10-0.
3: see Petto- yeah. Yeah. Did a 10-4. Geez, that's yeah. Really so he he
0: shows up and and he's instantly it, Anthony's probably close to that. Maybe, maybe not 10-4 quite. You know, he Petaway shows up. He's probably the fastest receiver on the field. He's built like a like you know, Steve Smith in the pros. He's a big dude for only being 5'10 or 5'11. I think he's a guy that that can step in and make some plays pretty much day one. Mm -hmm. All right, Kyle, you can't
1: choose Petaway. You got to choose somebody else.
3: Okay. Um, hmm. I'm kind of between it's, you know, today, like didn't scare me off at all. Um, But I'm still thinking somebody like Lewis Carter is going to get a bunch of snaps. I mean, just seeing like the different body types that we've even gotten this spring and just how like aggressive guys are like, that is all like his film is and that's all he did at his uh was he, the he can, game that he was in.
1: I mean he can feast just, a, on that
3: meal. That defensive game a, plan, he can feast on that meal, yep. right? He's just a downhill guy that I think will just find a way to make an impact. I mean, that I think it'll just be fun to see like his skill and ability in this defense.
1: All right, Caleb, you got, I'll go last. I will have to choose a name too. So I'm not quite, quite going, you know. So you got another, you can't choose Petaway or Lewis Carter. Who are you going with?
2: Oh, I'm looking at the the guys that I have in a enrolled right now, and it's easy. Cade McIntyre.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope you he doesn't know.
3: have to run a route in between the hash marks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jackson
2: will be, uh, you know, yeah, it's an I interesting mean, pick. Well, I, you know, 6'4 <laughs> in the 230 range probably will be the most athletic guy in the tight end room the moment he walks walks in there. Yeah. And, you know, if you've got, if they want to, you know, utilize that, that second tight end in some different ways and not just straight up as a blocker, uh, you know, or use Stogner Moore's blocker, let him be a receiver. I think I wouldn't be, I just would not be shocked, you know, from a physical standpoint, if that kid just walked in and, and started playing. Uh, and maybe he can help some of that stuff between the hashes that because they need something, right? I think that was a lot of people harped on that from last year. I think uh, Teddy uh, Layman, his he was really outspoken, you know, that they've just got to develop an intermediate passing game, and, and so mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe Kate can give him a little bit of you know, something there, right? Or Arnold. I, where I think Arnold, like the more, the more you watch the offense and so much as like, we talked about this on one of the pods, right. And we were really talking about why I think Hawkins fits so well and so much about just the spacing and what you do with that slot and how he is able to widen. And he takes that overhang, that apex, that, you know, that defender and you make him, you know, say, okay, you take him out of the run game and without an athletic quarterback, without a guy that can just tuck that down without a, QB in the QB run game, you can't really stress a defense the way that you want to, you know, truthfully. That's where Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be really interested to see if, 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 if Lebby's, if he's really, if they feel really comfortable with Jackson, even, you know, if they just say, Hey, you know, because we feel so comfortable with him, we're going to run Dylan on some, a lot more designed QB runs. And it's either going to, you know, if it works great, but we're just not going to play it as conservative as we did last year.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. All right, my name, since you two guys took the, the three best names, the most obvious ones, is I'm going to go with a wild card. And I'm dying to see Jacoby Johnson and if wide receiver. Because cornerback, mm. cornerback looks to be in pretty good shape today, right? Yep, yep.
3: yep. And we, yeah, yeah. And, and, and,
1: and we didn't have Gentry Williams, Connie Walker, mm-hmm. or uh, Jaden Rowe out there. So those three guys all get added to the mix. So, Jacoby Johnson, maybe Emmett Jones is like, "Can could you run a couple of routes for me?" You know, like in <laughs> August, and all of a sudden, he, and Emmett's like, "Yeah." Um, and Jaden Gibson keeps dropping passes, and and Nick Anderson and JJ Hester can't keep out of boots or whatever their their issues are. Whether whether Emmett Jones just looks at Brent and says, "You know, I think Jacoby." Jacoby Johnson would look much better in number eighty three than number number twelve or something yeah. like that. Um, That's the, an interesting the, thought because because you know he he has, I mean his tape shows nothing but great ball skills on both sides of the ball, right? So it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's got the frame, speed, you know, he's got size. Um, you know, if if perhaps if Kate if if, if think Ken- kenyon brown struggles at all maybe um you go ah let's let's try jacoby there and if something just clicks it, it could be you know it could be like andre wolferk a little bit all over again in reverse
2: yeah i think mm. that's a re-
1: you I, never I, I like you, you, you never get him you never get them you know you know emmett and jeff levy are just telling jay valai yeah you're never getting that kid back just keep dreaming yeah, I like
2: that I, one a
3: lot. Let, let me ask you a question. With the depth issues we've had on O-line, would either Hallen or Azeta be able to get some snaps anywhere? Or no, are they I mean, too far?
1: No, that, I think that's why they're looking at the – sorry to bring up recruiting. I think that's why they're looking at the App State Center to give them more depth inside, which would allow them to then keep Caden Green, Green or yep. Jake Taylor out. Mm-hmm. um okay I, I just think howland needs weight um yep. and ozetta i think is probably an interior player and probably just needs is probably you know needs the most it's probably the if, of the three offense four offensive linemen i think ozetta probably needs the most time to bake a little bit but okay you never you never know i mean you know kids some, you know that's something that could he's a big Ozetta is a huge kid i saw him today in a couple of you know twitter graphics from kids who who saw him and you know and he's got a massive, he's massive red head. You know, he's just he's he's a big kid. So, but I would be I would be surprised. But um it's possible. I, I think the O-line stuff is a little overblown. Once you Rouse is in all of a sudden, Green's back at guard. Yeah, you know, Sexton's back, you've got your three best tackles, and then, you know, then all of a sudden and Schaefer, Schaefer's back at guard and If Schaefer and Green are back at guard, I I think that that fixes a lot of problems and gives you a lot of competition and depth.
3: And even adding Taylor potentially in there. I mean, you just Taylor's healthy again
1: and he swing, he can swing either way.
3: So yeah, yeah, I think creating a lot of competition at guard could push them forward quite a bit before the fall gets going.
1: I think, yeah, I think I mean I think Schaefer has a chance to to take Matoya's job. And then if Bird puts on weight, then all of a sudden you've got a pretty good looking O line yeah mm-hmm. the, rain, the rain the rain puzzle is obviously just sort of out there a little bit though um in terms, well, that's of- what
2: i like about the if they are able to swing the app state kid yeah, yeah he was a freshman all-american at app state yeah. and they played north carolina and texas a&m and you know so it's it's not like he hasn't played really well against good competition but mm-hmm. it's just to your point it's having uh you know these guys that can push each other and compete inside yep i, I thought and maybe I'm wrong, I I felt like last year to some regard, that's actually what really hurt, and in the past, too, uh, with some certain guys was just them, like, regardless of how they played and how it looked. They knew they were starting. Yeah. You know, it was like, you know, Matoya goes out there against, uh, you know, UTEP, and, I mean, it was to the point you had guys like Gabe and myself and others going like he must have been hurt I think he was hurt I was like no he wasn't hurt I was like oh why well, just saw him get stoned to his knees <laughs> you know a basic inside zone by the <laughs> by the UTEP defensive tackle you know that goes 285 like that's scary uh you know so I, I think just having where you've got got like Schaefer's huge uh a good summer of Schmidty will go a long way for him and you know if you're able to get that 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 kid from uh from app state could also give them the ability to say, Hey, what's our best five? Because I think that rain can play guard as well, or maybe better than he plays center. So you can maybe in a position where you go, Hey, what's our best five. Let's get our best five on the field.
1: All right. Well, that's the positive. All right. So one last negative question, <laughs> who should be in the portal by Monday? <laughs> Caleb. I,
2: we sound like a I'll dick. I'll go first. Say
1: certain things. All right. We'll let will go first. We'll yeah, go, go first. Go ahead. We'll let you be the dick. We'll be let you be the dick first. Go ahead.
3: Uh, I I can't remember where I heard it today, if it was this group or a friend of mine, but someone was came in with the smart ass response. Well, I finally found Reggie Grimes at the front of the warm-up line after halftime. That, that was me. <laughs> leading okay, the, there we leading go. I'll the stretches. I'll give it to you. I was like, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. And I like thought about it. It's like I didn't see him once, like even on the field.
1: No, uh, I didn't, I didn't let alone making
3: I, a play. So I, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. hopefully that kid's getting his degree early in May and uh, you know, he can go find a situation that'll let him play and, and get some snaps because He's not getting any here. He has been passed up. I mean, we haven't even talked about PJ yet. I mean, I just saw the play where he stretched out picks to the sideline and just ran down a running back. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, your snaps are gone, son. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but. Uh, I, I think uh, he knows between, it too.
1: I think he knows it too. So <laughs> Between the, uh, the
3: the portal additions we've got and then the edge rushers that we are starting to bring in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the grass i think is definitely greener on the other side of a fence somewhere
1: all right matt go ahead and be be be, be slightly less dickish than kyle <laughs>
0: uh i'll try uh marcus stripling another edge guy is is firmly on that list for me i think he was out there the first series and yep. he was actually yeah out i there. definitely saw him i he, don't he, think he moved he, forward ever
1: I think he made a tackle in the backfield. Actually,
0: did he? Yeah, I, I must think. have missed Uh-oh.
1: that one. <laughs> yeah, but, but otherwise, I, but your point is well made. Yes,
0: he he was on sleds, man. He he's just not big enough to hold up on the edge in this defense. Uh, I think he was brought in in the Grinch era to be kind of that outside edge Jack type guy. Uh, he's just not big enough, and he's there's not a fit anymore. He's just been passed up by Kyle point. And some of these younger guys that are just more skilled. They're bigger. They're faster. They're more talented. And I, I had him on watch after the first quarter.
1: All right, Caleb, you can, you can, you can go back to being, you know, however assholish you want to be. Go ahead.
2: Uh, you talk to anybody that knows me real well, and they'd be like, "That's, yeah, that's, that's what he is." I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I'll add to to the math there though on the stripling it's one of the weirdest recruits ever because you go back and you look at him his junior year in high school at the various camps he went to and he's he a was five like,
1: star kid. He's a five-star well, kid well not only
2: that he was this jack rocked up like 255 pound kid that i remember like josh and other recruiting folks were like oh he may have to slide into a defensive tackle because mm-hmm. he's gonna get you know he's gonna be 275 yeah, i don't know
1: where that guy kid i don't know where that kid went
2: i don't either i mean it's like <laughs> is it because I mean, this will show you how big of a dick I am. Is it because of drug testing at the NCAA level? Is it because you know it was like, I, hey, this was really good performance enhancers and now that we can't have them? Like, because the word's always been, oh, he can't, he can't get his weight above 240. He hits like 235 and can't get any heavier. I'm like, well, how did he carry 25 pounds of lean mass more as a junior in high school? Like I've been around some guys and I played in college and I can tell you how they did it. <laughs>
3: Uh, well didn't um, he have some you know concern senior year all the teams backed off maybe kind of like a love of it the was game a weird question
1: it was a very weird recruiting. He was yeah he yeah. was he was like a five star 260 pound kid and then all of a sudden he's down to 240 and he's like tumbling down the tumbling mm-hmm. down. Everybody
0: started I dropping mean, him. So I just so. pulled up his, his high school profile from two four seven. He was definitely listed at two sixty.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean,
3: yeah, that, that could be
1: wrong. wrong. So,
0: but yeah, hey, right, you got, any, hey, you got anything
1: other right. than any, anything other than the poor Mr. Stripling? I would say booty. Uh, <laughs> I, you know,
3: <laughs> there you go. I, I have Bev- to say booty, uh, I, I'll booty, keep booty, and we'll, we can let Bevel uh find a third school, okay?
2: Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> go with Bevel. My only thought was, you know, he ran routes at tight end this week, so maybe he's <laughs> be tight
3: end. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, and I've yeah. Honestly, it would probably be if I'm gonna you know be a follower here. It's it, it would probably be Bevel of the you know if he could transfer down. I hate to be. I mean, I am being a dick big time now. He'd go down like the one double A level. You know, and, and play slide, and play right. Yeah, sliding down to you know, uh, what, I don't know who all these teams have moved up now. But you know Illinois State right, and 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 play play for them. I, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just the way it is in, in college football, right? Particularly that position one guy plays. So,
1: all right. Well, I'm, I've got a positive, I've got a positive twist to my name. I think Tyree Walker needs to put himself into the portal. He's a good-looking running back. I think mm-hmm. if he goes to somewhere like the MAC or something like that, he could find himself getting you know two hundred carries, mm. two hundred fifty carries putting five yards of carry up for teams and he could have a thousand yard season and, and have a, have a very good, he, he can start, as, he can start at places in college football. I
0: don't uh, know. Even where. like a SMU or a. Exactly. Diego I mean, State well, but I think or... he
1: kind of fits like the, the Mac style running back, you know, that five foot eight, nine, 230 mm-hmm. pound bowling ball, like that, uh, mm-hmm. that the Mac teams seem to have just always seem to have. Cause. I just think he's. I mean, when Barnes comes back with what we saw from Sawchuk, Hicks, and even Smothers today. I mean, Smothers almost housed that 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 carry. Mm-hmm.
3: If man watching him in number seven and his running style was very eerie. Today. Yeah, I mean, he almost he almost <laughs> he
1: almost housed that run. Like yeah. the defense was it's lucky. Like, I've seen
3: this before. Defense was lucky not
1: to be embarrassed by him going. What it was like eighty. 75 Mm -hmm. yards on them they got really good they got really lucky I just I think he's a great kid he's he's he looks really good and I just think you know um I don't know what Marcus Major is going to do or if he can ever avoid whatever bad luck he has but Mm -hmm. you know but I just think you know Javante you know is going to look great after another after after another summer Mm -hmm. Sawchuck looks good I mean Sawchuck in space on that on that you know that's that Check down that DG had maybe his best play of the day when he just checked down and said, I'll just give the ball to Salt check. Um, you know, this I just don't see how Tyree breaks through those guys. They're just uber talented. It's nothing against him. He's a great kid. Sounds like he's a really good teammate, but I think you know, one of those times that I hope Brent just says, Look, if I can find you, get in the portal, we'll keep, you know, mm-hmm. put in the portal. Let's find you a starting job somewhere. You you yep. need you you I need to run the one. ball. You need that's to run really the ball point. from well, a hey from yeah. a positive standpoint. That ball, I just State,
2: ball State had a kid that went for like two thousand last year and he transferred mm-hmm. to UCLA. That'd be such a good fit, a place like yeah, that. But you know, exactly. go, that's a really good call out. And isn't he I don't he was a he was a walk on last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it was just, kind of a recruited
3: walk on. He came from that Juco where he had, you know, like nine hundred yards or so. Like he was a you know, a decent little player. back at like he was from you know, Vegas Palomar right? or a, something like there that
1: there's a Vegas yeah. connection, right? Yeah, I think so. With Javon, he knows Javante Barnes, I think, somehow, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I think,
2: or maybe DeMarco knew someone. Yeah, DeMarco to him. knew. Yeah.
1: DeMarco has his has – yeah. you know, That's his... a
2: really good call-out because, yeah, you nailed it, right? He's he's a good player that's got time left, and what he's done mm-hmm. in Oklahoma should be, you know, hopefully good enough that he can put
1: some – I, I just, just don't see how he gets – I just don't see how he gets gets on the field. I mean, uh, unless yeah. we have, like, some catastrophic – Don't even say it. Exactly. I'm not even going to go any further. I'm not going to continue <laughs> that. We'll continue that comment. Um, but I just, yeah. you know, um, I just think, you know, and I, I have those. If he doesn't do it, Marcus Major should do it because, yeah, Taiwi looks. Taiwi's available. He's always available. Yeah. Yep. So you
2: and, know. And so the, if and the thing about Smothers is with that cast, he's missed almost all spring. And he missed this yeah. like that's yeah. that's that's getting a guy that's not even comfortable yet he's he's got a he's i think I he's got a, a chance to be
1: really good. i hit a thigh, he had a thigh hit he hit a sorry he had like a hamstring hit a hamstring problem as well so yeah i mean once you mm-hmm. cut loose smothers completely it could be yeah, we could all be like you know I, I you know the way demarco blew up in 07 we were like where the hell is this where the hell is this kid come from yep so but yeah that's 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 my last comment so i think that's that's an hour. It's a good hour of of, of content there, Matt. You think we should uh, call
0: it call it and wait for a more in depth analysis when we have some more opinions? Yeah, I think I'm I'm down with that. Um, I think there was one thing that I did want to circle back to real quick, Kyle. You you talked a little bit earlier about um, the coaching staff, what what their willingness would be to make a move, mm-hmm. and I think it's you know interesting to point out that the difference this year. Going into the fall twenty twenty three, it's Brent's second year
1: mm-hmm.
0: of and coaching, he prom- and he promised a banner. It's second year of head coaching experience whatsoever. If you go back to when Riley made the move, he was established. He'd made the playoffs. You know they they were trying to break through, get a playoff win, right? Right now, going into the fall, even thirteen years into his career, I think Brent's coaching for his job this fall. So,
3: well, let me that- ask you this: that that may be something that did they show much of his pregame speech on TV? Yes, yes, he's got most yeah, they of did. it. Yeah, okay. It. Well, I didn't know because it, it, you know, in typical Brent fashion, it did stretch out a little bit. I'll say that to be nice, uh, but one of the comments that really stuck out to me was just like, I mean, he he called it pretty bluntly of, you know, it wasn't good enough and coaching has got to be better and, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah, I, I see the road you're leading us down, Matt, uh, but I, I I think you could be onto something there.
0: I'm just curious to see how much that plays into this. Yeah. Especially we've heard Levy's willingness to, to play who he thinks is the best player um does brent kind of follow that and say shit i need to win this year who gives me the best opportunity so i'm curious to just see how all this plays out and on the other side of it and this is something if things
1: are a little shaky jackson arnold improving game over game is more of a selling point than 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 dylan gabriel losing games the same way the last the same
0: way as last season yeah there's yeah. there's promise to a nine and three jackson arnold season where two or three things might not have gone our way rather than an eight and four or maybe even nine and three season with dylan gabriel where it doesn't really feel like you broke through that threshold yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i mean yeah. if
1: you're if you're struggling you know Put JA out in the field and you sell that. Well, I've got my I've got my elite quarterback. He he just needs time. It'll and buy you, say, you a season. Buy you a season. It's 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 happened before at programs and and um, you know you and then you catch lightning in a bottle and JA starts throwing the ball around and all of a sudden things start getting excited. You can you that you can sell that story. You can't sell oh. Dylan Gabriel starting twelve games and going seven and five.
3: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like Dan Fout said in the Bourbon Bowl when the Mud Dogs came back to win. You can't hold anything back now. Right. <laughs> so, and, and yeah. as I said
1: on our recruiting podcast, <laughs> recruiting wise stuff is all there. It is all there for the taking. Yeah, yeah. there's
0: there's another factor too. I mean, show yeah. the promise of the future. Yep. If you have to, it's all it's all there. I mean, it
1: is literally. We may have we just got a verbal this weekend that I didn't think we we're gonna get. We may have a couple more. Caleb may win our contest on our podcast uh about the verbals. So it's it's at Brent, you know, Brent, am I right? Brent promised a championship or close he, to it. He pretty much did. That I'm gonna we're gonna do everything get to get a to not have a repeat of last year.
2: Yeah. I honestly I I don't think I'm i I mean a minority here, I don't think he'd hesitate to make, to move over. If, if Jackson is clearly better, if he knows that he, Hey, this is the best, this is the guy, this is the better guy, you know, uh, I guess probably again, he's been around the block so much, you know, he went through the white versus Hibble uh, you know, he went through Paul Thompson versus Bomar. He, he went through those. He went through again, Kelly Bryant, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, heck I even think he'd go back to uh Deshaun Watson, and he he played his freshman year at at Clemson
1: when they mm-hmm. versus Cliff versus a Cliff was it Cliff Stout? Stout
2: it was Cliff. But there was the baseball the guy, whatever baseball guy, beat name? the brakes off Oklahoma and uh,
1: yeah, it was Cliff Stout, Cole Cole Stout. Cole. Sorry, Cole. Cole, sorry, sorry. Cole. Yep. Is his dad Cliff Stout? Was that right? Oh, maybe. He's the Pittsburgh quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah, I back in that. the day, I am yeah, aging myself. Ooh, all right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Matt, I think we're, I think we have probably killed our knee jerk reaction spring game podcast.
0: Yeah, I think it was a great discussion. And for more scorching hot takes, like should we question who should be the quarterback? Head on over to Sooners360.com. We'll be discussing more about the spring game. Uh, Chris will be chiming in on. The recruiting impact. SAP Town is doing a great job tracking social media, putting the thread together there. We can see who made it, who didn't make it. Um, and we'll do some more video breakdown. Uh, Barry's going to do some reporting on what he saw from the game via video as well. And we're going to attempt to do a more in depth roundtable, get Barry, get DMAC on here next week uh, to talk some more. So head on over to Sooners 360. And again, uh, subscribe to our show. It's typically a recruiting show, but sometimes we like to put out some hot takes as well. Uh, But we're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And soon to be on YouTube. So head on over to Sooners 360 and we will see you around the water.